So is it like Bill, super I, specific? I like really I have no chance. You've never heard this okay. in your right. life. I, just, I like the game. I was today years old when I found out this could even be a category. Welcome to another episode of the Brent, Bill, and Beer Podcast, a podcast for the folks out there who love French horns and beer. I'm Brent. And I'm Bill. Bill, how the hell are you? It's been a while since we've recorded. It's been a hot second. It's been, what, probably about a month since we were at Noble Sky. Yes, it has been. Um, Yeah, so what's, what's happened with you since... Since Noblestein. Uh, just wrapping up the semester, I got to have my horn recital, which I'm guessing is why you had the people who love French horn. You are correct. I met a lot of people uh, around that time for uh, who love French horns. So. Yeah, there were a lot. Yeah. So, for today's episode, to do two parts, well, I guess just two segments. Mm-hmm. The first one, some folks may recall that back in episode six, I had to double check, but in episode six... Uh, We had a bit of breaking beer news, and that was that the previous day, I think, that uh, and no, not Anheuser, Boston Boston Beer Beer Company, aka Sam Adams, and PepsiCo teamed up in order to come out with Hard Mountain Dew, which was released in three states, Florida, Tennessee, and Iowa. Coincidentally, I did not think about this at the time when we recorded it, but it turned out I happened to be going to Iowa, so I checked I checked a bag and I bought a 12 pack of hard Mountain Dew while I was there. <laughs> and it sure enough, it, it's literally you just walk into a beer store or just like a, it was a grocery store, yeah. like, you know, section of their beer. And it's just there. There's just like tons of it, just like anything. So, I mean, it might, well, it's probably just the novelty right now. We'll right. see. I don't know what the sales are like, but I brought back a 12 pack a variety pack. So we have uh, four different hard Mountain Dews. We have the regular. <laughs> We have the watermelon. We have the cherry one, which I just I just call it Code Red, and then Baja Blast. So I brought all four back. Uh, I brought back. I think it. I think the airliner said it was. Well, they didn't say this. I did the math. It was about eighteen pounds of beer that I brought back. So mostly Mountain Dew. So <laughs> I I felt like as a nice follow up, we could at least start out by trying these, so other people don't have to whenever it gets released in their respective states. Or they can. Or they can. You know, um, it's just if it turns out that these aren't as good as they look, they can just avoid having to drink. So we have the regular one poured out already. So cheers. Cheers. Mm. I like it. Yeah, it I'm doesn't a fan. taste like Mountain Dew, but I mean zero percent sugar. Yeah, it's it tastes like. I mean, the thing is, it tastes like sugar-free Mountain Dew to yeah. me. Which I've not had many times, so I guess maybe I don't have enough data points to really make that claim. But I mean, it is sugar-free alcoholic Mountain Dew, so it, it should taste like that. Yeah, it definitely tastes just like sugar. What I, what I think is amazing about this, and I've had I've had three of the four already, but you would not know that there's alcohol. At least, no. definitely not that it has as much alcohol as like a Bud Light or right. anything like that, because it's five percent. Yeah, five yeah, percent alcohol, no sugar. 
It does have the artificial sweetener in it. Mm-hmm. It's the same artificial sweetener that is in sugar-free gummy bears. That is the ultimate question. See? Is it alcohol-based uh, sugar substitute? Oh, fun fact. This does not say it was brewed by Boston Beer Company. Who was it brewed by? Brewed by Green Rebel Brewing Memphis. Oh, we just blew this wide open. In collaboration with Boston Beer. Oh. But, so Boston Beer doesn't actually do it, but like physically do it. Oh, they probably just sense. pay for it. Yeah. John Club just toasted my check in on untapped to this. Hell yeah. My I have a few extra cans. Maybe he can uh he can enjoy some. No, the the reason I asked about the artificial sweetener if it's the uh the gummy bear one. Do you know the story about sugar free gummy bears? No. Oh my god. While you pour the next one, I'm just gonna pull this up. This has nothing to do with beer, but it is what we are doing now on this podcast. There's a there's a famous <laughs> If you have time, you should go to Amazon.com and read the reviews for Haribo Sugar-Free Gummy Bears. Yeah. I want to find the one that I, I know. This one is See You in Hell, uh, Haribo Sugar-Free Gummy Bears. I want to find the one that's, um, I think the most famous one is uh, I Have Seen the Face of God, is what it says. <laughs> I think I did know about that. I Have Seen the Face of God, Amazon.com. <laughs> he gave it five stars. Yeah, this is 2014, so it's a bit of a throwback. Yeah. This is the watermelon one we yeah, have? This, this is the only one I haven't tried, and it's just because I'm not the biggest watermelon fan. I will admit, though, this is really good for me. Actually, it's a lot better than it. It's significantly better. It tastes, I mean, unsurprisingly, just tastes like a, a watermelon white claw. I get or watermelon Jolly Rancher. Oh, yeah, that's probably, that's more accurate. Because, right, I, I don't actually like watermelon, just snacking on watermelon. My dad loves it, but I've just never, never been a fan. But artificial watermelon, like candy yeah. flavored, I'm a fan of. <laughs> yeah, it, this review for sugar-free gummy bears, which uses like a sugar substitute, it's, I didn't feel the need to plan my weekend around <laughs> five small gummy bears. But if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um <laughs> I felt an insidious burning flooding my escape hatch. I gasped. That's towards the, yeah, at the end, but Jesus. Um, this right. is actually really tasty. It just tastes like liquid candy. Yeah, I think I think that's, which, uh, I, I think the reason I actually like it so much is just because, because it tastes so much like, now you got me thinking about it, like a Jolly Rancher, you forget that it's a sugar-free drink. Right. That's the best part yeah. about it. It actually tastes like it's got a ton of sugar in it. I, don't know, I love hard sodas in general, but a lot of them are based on seltzer, so I'll bet that's probably the same thing, essentially, flavors. Yeah, I've I've never, I don't know if I've ever had a hard soda. Really? Yeah. Not, not even like you're not your father's rookie when Henry's hard soda was out there, like Grail, the Orange stuff. I've, see, I've never been a much of a root beer fan, so I didn't, um, haven't had that. Um, and then there's the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Sodas that are my latest vice whenever I go to Permani Brothers mm-hmm. for half off behind the bar. So, out of, when it comes to alcoholic sodas, mm-hmm. what what would you say your top three are and why? Like, So this is going to be blasphemy because I drink a lot of the night, but mm-hmm. I don't. This. No? No. Um, the alcoholic sodas, probably third place with Henry's Hard Ginger Ale. Third place. Okay, ginger ale. It's just, it's good. I used it for a while to make Moscow. Oh, nice. There was also Not Your Father's Ginger Ale and what, Not Your Father's Mountain. Mm-hmm. But then next would actually be the Bud Light Seltzer Cherry Cola. I didn't even know they made that. Hmm. It's like a variety pack. You could sheets or whatever. Interesting. And then first would actually go going back to Henry's, their hard orange soda. Because hmm. they actually oh, legitimately yeah. taste like the soda. I had to think about it for a moment. But yeah, alcoholic orange soda, I think, would be 
I think I would love that. Did you ever watch? Was it Keenan and Cal? Yes. Okay. Who loves Orange Soda? Yeah. I. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a throwback. I haven't even. I'm trying to think the last time I thought about Keenan and Cal. It was about a week for me. I watched oh, Food really? Burger. A classic. I watched it constantly growing up. Um, that and all that, just all yeah. of it, which makes sense why I enjoy SNL nowadays. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because they some of them transitioned over to uh, SNL. Well, you seem to be the the good pourer for this, so I'm sure we'll get a few good ones. Bill, I really cannot emphasize how much better that sounds than when we just pour beer. Well, this feels slightly less carbonated, so if I pour it hard, it's still yeah, it's a, foam. You're right; it is definitely, which is kind of surprising. You would think that a hard soda would be very car- well. I guess That's why I think it's a seltzer. Hmm. I'm not that kind of scientist. I don't necessarily <laughs> know how to differentiate between the the two. It looks just like the watermelon one. Oh, it doesn't smell like it. Now, when I was growing up, I really liked that one. You, your, your face did not. That did not look like a positive. Well, no, it was still good, but it didn't taste like what I was expecting. Okay, interesting. And then I happened to look at the can, and it's because it's black cherry. Honest to God, I could not tell you what, like, if you put a cherry and a black cherry in front of me, well, like, not visually, but just tasting, I don't think I could tell you the difference. Oh, the only reason I'm knowing is because I've had, like, cherry sodas, and then I've had, like, black cherry fago. And the regular cherry is so much sweeter. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was expecting, like, artificial sugar bomb. But this wasn't as sweet as I was expecting. And that's a good thing. It just wasn't. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that a positive or, or I, not? I like this better than I would have. Nice. See, for me, this is the nostalgic one. Because for whatever reason, when I was a kid, you know, if we were on road trips and we stopped somewhere, back when I actually drank Mountain Dew, my preference was for Code Red. I love, yeah, I love the cherry flavor. I still love cherry flavor to this day. If I if there was a sour beer, that's normally my go-to that I would I would do. But yeah, yeah Code Red, I have some nostalgia for. It's I don't think it's nearly as popular as it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Baja Blast has since taken that spot. That's convenient that that's our Last final one. one. I will say we are absolutely pounding these yeah, um, really, really yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's i can't emphasize because what it's according to my clock here we've been we've been doing this for about 13 minutes and we're almost done with a third one um, <laughs> hey 20 minute episode guys yeah i mean it's it's one of those you gotta you gotta get through these so we can get to the the main segment but um it, it's one of those i i joke to I think I joked to Miles that this was a, it was just like a spinoff episode. It's it's like when Frasier got his own TV show yeah. um, from, uh, it was Cheers, right? Right, yeah. Oh, thank God. I was I about to say, so. if I messed that up, my mom I'm, was going to get I'm real mad. Sure yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If I'm wrong too, your mom's going to get mad. She's going to so. go mad. Yeah. No, I, I would, Sorry, I would have, yeah, I would bet $5 I got that right. One of my favorite shows, yeah, I'd say high school. Because for me, it was anytime it was a holiday or I got sick. I would watch Frasier, and I love that show. Oh, you took that to the face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The one benefit of these is that you can can drink them pretty fast. This is not how I expected, but out of the three we've had, the watermelon. I have to agree with you. Um, That was the one I thought I was just going to be like, eh. Yeah, there's that one I would enjoy. Yeah, before before we started recording this, we kind of did prediction, and we both agreed that we would dislike we would dislike the watermelon the most. And I mean, to be, I've tried all of them except the watermelon. It was yeah. because I went, Oh, like, I just, I don't like that right. one. I wanted to drink the other ones. And I'm kind of disappointed with myself because I agree with you. I think it's the best one so far, which is going to crush me because I'm pretty sure I like the cherry one more than the Baja Blast one. So, oh, bummer. 
Yeah, it's, I don't want to, I mean, I just primed you and I apologize for it, but the problem was when I was, when I was an undergrad, I made, oh, the color's nice. Mm -hmm. I like, I like that it looks like Baja Blast. Yeah, all just looks like water down first. Yes. Cheers to the last. Cheers. I am burping so much over here and I'm trying not to do it much so that the can't, the, the microphone doesn't pick it up. Uh, yeah, so when I was an undergrad, I started tutoring math yeah. at, uh, at Towers is where I was tutoring math. So I would, I would leave engineering. I was parked at the Coliseum and I always would stop. There was a Taco Bell on the way. So I just started going there every day before I went to tutoring, which is a terrible life decision. To do that to your, one's body is just horrible and i went and drank baja blast i got it every day so i just i think that's maybe the reason why i'm going to end up being disappointed by this is because it's probably the one i'm most familiar with right i haven't had code red since i was a kid i definitely hadn't had regular mountain dew since even like probably even further back than that i mean i like it it is really good i Actually, for me, this one I put on par. On par? Mm. I don't think I like it more, but I certainly don't like it less. I think this one does a good job with the artificial sweeteners. Yeah. This one's the most tame. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they keep coming out with more of these, because my favorite is Livewire, the orange The one. orange one. I remember when that one came out. I think I got one bottle of it back in the day and then never drank it again. Like, that one's good. I like the Voltage Blue Raspberry. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, that one's regularly. Huh. I've just, uh, I've clearly been removed from the the Mountain Dew. Well, so for reference, the reason I haven't had Mountain Dew in ages was because during that time period that I was uh, eating Taco Bell and drinking Baja Blast basically every day, I, I ended up weighing like 280 pounds. And I said, I need to stop doing this. And one of the easiest ways, Bill, to lose weight is to definitely not drink Mountain Dew every day. So, yeah. They came out with one my fiance actually bought when she was out. Because she's like, I'm not telling you what flavor. It was lime jalapeno. Okay. It initially tasted fine, but the back end of it was disgusting. I couldn't finish it. Like, was it actually spicy? I don't know if spicy is the word I would use. It was really (laughs) (laughs) Because... The flavor just wasn't good. Yeah, like I, it's one of those. I think if I like the I like pepper flavor. I I'm, that's why I'm debating. Like, would it be bad having pepper flavor with that? Would it be bad having spice? I don't think the pepper should have a flavor within within soda in mm-hmm. general. But yeah, well, the answer is 19 minutes, Bill. For how that's long it takes? How long does it? Out. How long does it take to drink two two 12 ounce cans worth of uh, alcoholic Mountain Dew? 19 minutes and 6 seconds. So, I'm still taking my time on the Baja Blast. That's true. I, I'm enjoying it. I was almost exactly on 19 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And the sugar makes it hit a little harder. Like, I, I don't mean, feel like... Like, there's no reason that two 12-ounce cans of 5% should be feeling it. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the sweetness kind of... That's the same issue I get with ciders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I get worried about, though, is artificial sweeteners and stuff like that. This is not my... This is not my area of expertise. So I just want to, I could be spouting out bullshit right now. So I, I wonder if you were to do a bunch of these with the artificial sweeteners yeah. and whatnot, what the hangover would be like the following day. Oh, I feel like it'd be miserable. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if we 
we will be drinking waters after this in order to try to counteract it. But I do think if you were to drink these all day, you'd just be absolutely destroyed. Right. Yeah, you would have a horrible next morning. Yeah. I've already had people commenting on my... I had to check these on tap. Yes. That are like, where did you find these? <laughs> in Ames, Iowa. Which is like a buddy brought it back from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Check out Brent Build and Beer, a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those... They said that they're... Hopefully going to be in all 50 states. I just happened to win the lottery that out of all of the states that I was going to go visit, it was Iowa and that they had, you know, so I really liked them personally. I mean, am I going to go out of my way to buy alcoholic Mountain Dew? Probably not. But if if somebody else bought it and they offered it, I would absolutely drink. I think, what were you saying the ratings were like on Untapped? Not great. Not great. <laughs> Well, no, I thought you said it was like 357 or... The Baja Blast has a 352, which is the highest by quite a bit. Uh, The Black Cherry, a 339. Like, and then the other two were in the... Mm -hmm. So... I think that's really good. Because for me, my rating system is if it's a 3, I would pay money to buy it again. So the fact it's a 3-5, you know. This is the last question I'm going to ask you before we move on to our next segment. Do you think the reason Baja Blast got the highest rating is because there is a bias that people like Baja Blast more than the other ones and not thinking about these specific? Oh, 100%. Also, I mean, other than the original, it's the only one that has the actual Mountain Dew name. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, you have the regular Mountain Dew, but the Cherry, could they could have done a Code Red. Or Code Red. Sure, and right. I don't know what the name of it, of it was, but there was a watermelon. Oh, like a real? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Because they've done all these. They, they released new flavors. I, you are... Opening me up to a whole other universe. I just know I, from, so I like Sheets brand sodas, yeah. particularly the banana soda. Uh huh. So like occasionally after work, I'd stop there and check and just see all these random out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there has like I think if they would have made these more, I don't want to say clones, but like more parallel to the actions they made, they probably would have been as popular. I see. Yeah, for me, my assumption is Baja Blast has a cult following. It does. So that's why. Just talk about this. <laughs> Correct. And like, that's, I'm part of that cult. That's why I I think it's, that's what's driving Baja Blast to get the highest one. But for me, how I would rate it, and this is, I think our, probably our last bit before we move on to the next segment. I'd actually put the, for me, it's the, the cherry one up top. I, I actually think like for me, it's, it is the cherry one up top then Watermelon, then Baja Blast, and then the original, just the Mountain original Dew. The original is still tasty. Like, it's, well, oh, no, all it's, of this is still good. Yeah, it's still good. It's just the worst one for me right. out of all of them. Like, I think I would have to go Baja Blast. I, I will give it the edge. Watermelon, Cherry, Original. Wow. Watermelon really, uh... Shocked. It did. It did. It was, uh, an upset. Okay. So, we are back after a quick break. To uh, pour another beer, which we are drinking Double Dry Hop Pseudo Soup from Toppling Goliath in Iowa, naturally, because that's where I got the Mountain Mm -hmm. Dews. I I do want to say, I technically hold the world record for the fastest to drink all four flavors of Hard Mountain Dew at 19 minutes. It'll be beat immediately. That we know of. So if anybody can get their hands on it and drink it faster than me, which would be very easy to do, you would just have to shotgun all of them. But then it'd be like 28 seconds. You'd have a terrible... Horrible headache. We actually already felt a buzz just (laughs) after doing those four. Uh, 
So we're going to go very slowly on this beer instead as we move on to our next topic. Yeah, as we move on to our next topic. Before we get moving on that, was this easy to find in Iowa? Oh, yeah. Like the the double dry hop? Uh, Okay, so for context, have you ever heard of a a store called a Hy-Vee? It's a grocery store that's like common in the Midwest, but... Hy-Vee's have, they have, it's a grocery store, but then there's like a building that's directly attached to it. That's just a beer store. And normally they're massive. I mean, it's, it's filled just with tons of bottles of, you know, scotch, bourbon, tequila, all the craft beer in the area. So, uh, any, anytime my folks go to Iowa, they always stop at a Hy-Vee, pick up a bunch of Toppling Goliath that, you know, they, I want to say for Toppling Goliath, they had about seven or eight different four packs huh. you know because like I, I can regularly get like the regular sudasu mm-hmm. and a variety of other mm-hmm. top of life beers but like the double dry hop which is a fantastic beer mm-hmm. is generally pretty hard to get there yeah i which like it makes sense right you you would if for toppling goliath at least i think it'd be fair to make sure all your states Grocery stores have it. Yeah, so if you're ever in Iowa or just the Midwest in general, you got to stop in Hy-Vee's. Those are... I've noticed it is much more common in Midwest grocery stores that have gone to to have a a building attached to it that's like a state liquor agency Mm -hmm. type of situation. So I don't know if they actually have state liquor agencies like we do, Mm -hmm. but... All right. So the next segment, it's timely. Like it just, it worked out perfectly. Uh, yesterday, uh, the 2022 Beer World Cup concluded. Oh, wow. Yesterday. So it, uh, yeah, it finished up yesterday. They handed out all the awards. Mm-hmm. This was held in at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It's held every two years, and it's the first one since 2018, obviously. Uh, so I basically, I have a bunch of statistics. I have like the winners, oh, like nice. kind of the breakdown of the whole thing. So I thought it'd be interesting to just go through it and even just, I don't know, just talk about the results. And, and if we know some of the beers. Yeah, we do not. Uh, <laughs> That's a bummer. This is the same competition, I believe, that uh, Parkersburg Brewing in West Virginia. There's the Cell Block 304. They always <laughs> advertise that they won an award. So I, I assume that this is the competition that they won because they always have it for Cell Block 304. Um, so here's a couple stats of the competition. I, I have a ton of information. I'm just going to basically, we're just going to kind of work through it. and just feels like the Hop and Frog episode. <laughs> yes, so. yes. So... Some stats about the competition. There were 10,542 entries. So different beers that were entered into this from 2,493 breweries from 57 countries. So that's what we're working with. It was the way that they determined the winner was through uh, 226 judges over nine days. Yeah. Which we're going to come back to this because I have an issue with um, the engineer in me has an issue with that. Uh, the breakdown of awards. I don't have the number right here. I believe there were 303 different awards. Right. So that was for like 101 beer styles mm-hmm. and uh, gold, silver, so, bronze right. for each one. So if you had to guess what country won the most awards out of 303. I feel like it would be the United States. You are correct. Uh, any guess out of 303 how many uh, awards they took? 
Honestly, probably we're probably like closer to Damn, you are good. 252. You're the best guesser that I know. Like, <laughs> there's, been, there's been multiple episodes that we've had where I go and just give you a question. You just absolutely nail it, which is why I like just doing this <laughs> trivia show style of thing. Just educated guesses. So then this is a tough question. Okay. What got... What country had the second most awards? So you have, so the U.S. took 252 yeah. out of 303. So what country took second? So initially I would think Germany. However, I don't think that's true. You're correct. It's not Germany. And the fact that you're asking this, I feel like it's more obscure. So I wouldn't. I'll give you the number. Okay. They won 14. Is it Belgium? No. And then I'll give you a second piece of info okay. if you want it. So they they won this country won fourteen awards and they submitted four hundred and eight beers. So they had where it's so they have a big and big so beers. and and for the United States they submitted eight thousand and fifty eight yeah. beers. So this country only submitted four hundred and eight and won fourteen. Is it in Europe? No. Okay, so it is definitely is it Canada? It is Canada. Cool. Yeah, uh, Canada took second with fourteen awards and Germany took third with 11 however this is right this is where it gets like this is where i start to question this competition a bit i was not shocked either that it was the united states right? right it's it's a country of like 330 million people we just have more breweries like the probability that right one of them brews a, a quality insert style here is well, just high. i thought was that because, I mean, just in general, the United States beers typically are a lot more exploring yes. than a lot of other countries seem to be. And right. because of it, there's a bunch of different styles that exist internationally right. that have to get a winner, so it would be the United States. Now, now, I think something worth pointing out is the United States, although getting 252 awards... Uh, had a win rate of 3.13%, right? So only just over 3% of the beers submitted won an award, whereas Germany was a 4.26. Yeah. So it's it's one of those, right? Because like, I was a little caught off guard with Germany not doing better, especially when what, like some of the styles are literally like German-style Pilsner. Right. Uh, another one's like Munich-style Hellas. Right. And it's, it's like... Well, so, that's interesting because you know that a lot of the brewery United States wouldn't brew those. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't brew them regularly because it, everyone's down on lagers. In the United mm -hmm. States, it feels like. I mean, it's on the uptick, but... Yeah. I... The... And I'm actually not shocked by, like, Germany having a higher win percentage, right? Because Germany is a country that's much more focused on, like, specific styles of beer, mm -hmm. right? It's like, this is what we brew, blah, blah, blah. Any guess what country had the highest win rate? Uh, so out like of... Percentage-wise? Yeah. It's a little bit of a uh, law of small numbers yeah. bit, but it's still a notable country for beer. All right. I think no. they submitted a... I'd, I'd have to double check. It's not Belgium? No. This this country, they got 11% of their beers won an award. And it's a notable for beer. For beer. So where I go to with that is, I think, either Ireland or Mexico. Interesting. Or either of those correct. Yes. Okay, shit. All right, so now I <laughs> think. <laughs> You're the so best guesser that I know. I'm sticking <laughs> by this thing. This is well, why I think things through. Yeah. And I like beer. Uh, actually, 
quick side. Uh, my final recital here at West Virginia, it's going to be all music that I compose. And my substantial work for it, that's going to be like a 20-minute work, is going to be the hop sonata. And it's going to be four movements based on different beer hops and the flavor. Oh, hops. that's awesome. Yeah, because I wanted to combine things that I enjoy. I'm but, looking okay, forward to so that. Mexico or Ireland? I'm going to lean toward Mexico. No, it was, <laughs> it was Ireland. Yeah, Ireland <laughs> had 11% win rate. I was thinking that there was more variety with your kind of Mexican lagers mm -hmm. than the idea of like an Irish red and right. Irish dry stout. Yeah. So, yeah, we have those. Uh, there was a first time winner. So, Columbia. Uh, won its first ever award at the yeah they won it for a saison specialty saison category. So what was the brewery? Do you have that or no? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't have it. There's a couple of these other ones I didn't. I did note the breweries. Uh, so now it's a uh, country. So now talking styles. What was the? Uh, if you had to guess, the most submitted category american IPA. it is it is literally american style ipa 384 submissions yeah. so for, for reference uh each category had on average about 102 beers submitted to it so the most common one was the american style ipa with 384 the winner was a uh, hop foo from north park beer company in San Diego. Do you want to... Um, I won't make you like try to guess the order, but could you guess the uh, most common submission beer styles? Yeah, I mean, like you probably have... So, would American IPA be considered New England or Hazy? It is not. Okay, so I, that's another. So, I think American... Because I, I had the same thought as you. I think American-style IPA is West Coast. Right. I think that's how the world views it. That's what I was thinking as well, which is why I guessed American. Number two was Hazy IPA. Cool. Right. Then, so after that, we'll probably look either something, a sour or a dark. Uh, no sour. Okay. So the fact that you said no sour is thinking. Not on my list of, like, I did the top six okay. I wrote down. And then... See, I'm trying to go in order. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to guess... Uh, I actually don't think you're going to get the third one. Sweet style? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to get the third one. No, I don't think you are. Nope. Is that in the top? Nope. Uh, Just it has because. To be longer. And and it's one of those. It, it's like some of these categories are just difficult to it's to throw it right. It's like it's like throwing a dart. Like you hit the bullseye, but like we're looking for specifically right. this spot on the bullseye. Well, right. It, on no. Well, mm -hmm. it, it, I don't know if that was a category. It's just oh. not on my. Okay, list of yeah. like the tops. Um, yeah, it's actually like disappointing that this is a style that ended up beating a different style in like common entries. Okay, so it's disappointing. <laughs> ESB? No, <laughs> I tell you, that's the most disappointing. Well, I'm actually going to talk. About, I'm actually going to talk about disappointing beer styles. That's the I'm going to get to that, but. No, number three, if you want me to ruin it. Can I have a hint? Because I, I, I want to try to guess it. It's, it's a beer style that is famous, uh, that is associated with a specific country. However, this is a different country's version of that beer. That's, uh, that's why it's disappointing. Uh, yeah. It's the uh, German-style Pilsner. Oh, that was, like, I was going large. Right. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was, uh, right, because it's... It's a Czech Czech Republic right. uh, beer. So the German style Pilsner was number three. Number four was the barrel aged strong stout, which makes strong me ask stout? the question. Right, which begs the question. I looked through. There is no barrel aged weak stout. Because I mean, so, I feel like most barrel aged stouts in general are like eight and a half percent. Yeah, I I wonder. I maybe I could have dove deeper. Maybe I'll 
come back to it another time. But yeah, I wonder how they define a couple of these. Number five is the international Pilsner or Lager. That's yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. There's a bunch of these. I mean, there's 101 beer styles that they recognize with this. Because like, if you have like Heineken, that's considered what a foreign export style or export style. I have no idea. Something like or not style. Wait, style. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, not style. I, my brain, not style. My brain could not compute that. Foreign I, export lager. Yeah. Uh, and then number six, which is the last, like, top style that I had, was the Munich-style Hellas, okay. which is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. I love Munich Hellas. Here's here's the fun thing. Guess who won the Munich-style Hellas? No, Munich. <laughs> no. It, it was Meanwhile Lager by Meanwhile Brewing Company in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so, yeah, because right earlier I was talking about how, you know... Th- uh, Germany having a higher win rate was because they specialize in specific that. styles. But if you actually look at the styles that they specialize in, they did not win those categories. Right. That's it's what, yeah. Uh, kind of a sidetrack here. A brewery where I did my undergrad, it's called Madcap Brewing. They had a Vienna logger called Dead at 35. And no one seemed to guess what it was. But me, as the music student that I am, Vienna had Mozart, who died at 35 years old despite being Mount Rushmore of composers. And I, the brewer, his name was at the time Ryan. I think he just owns it now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was talking to him, like, is this a Mozart beer? You're the first person to ever actually figure this out. So he bought my dead at 35. That's, God, that's, there's like so many layers. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever I think of like the kind of European lager in that sense that are specific. Yeah. I figure that. Although, you know, the weird, I, I wonder if the way that it worked, because it was a, a German brewery that got third in that category. Because like technically when I said the win rate, it was just right. placing. Right. You know? so yeah. So it's one of those, basically all of these, these folks just lost to American breweries. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to start a conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it down out of the, here, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. I wrote, I, I have it here somewhere. I looked at data sheets all day. They have PDFs of all of all of the data of what happened. Nope, not that one. Yes. Out of the 229 judges, 100 and or 226 judges, 154 of them were from the United States. Yeah, I mean, well, if you think about percentage-wise, like just with the beer beers being submitted, it, I mean, it should be more. Yeah. But with that also being said, as long as it's blind, mm-hmm. I don't care, but I don't know for sure if it is. Well, here's another thing. Yeah, if if it's blind, here's I'm going to finish we're going to finish this last bit and then yes. I'm going to tell you the reason why I think this is all rigged. Okay. <laughs> and then we can start conspiracy theories and debate and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So we talked about popular styles. So now I'm going to talk about unpopular. Just not not that they're bad. It's just they're not many people right. entered, right? What do you think the two least entered styles are? There's one you're never going to guess. The other one you maybe. But you're so good at guessing that we might as well. Is it like super specific? No. It's, okay. I don't think it is. Well, or one of them is un- the most specific beer style I've ever heard. And then the other one, I've. it's one of those, I know that it's a style. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a well-known style, right. but it's I've never seen like at the apothecary yeah. where they put a board up and actually write that style right. down. Okay, so question, with these being the most uncommon, can I have hints? Or um, do you want me to guess blind? One of them is literally an adjective. 
It's just adjective and then Holdale? Oh, you were you're on the right track. Like it's Okay, hold on. Yeah. You were So it's an adjective. It's not strong ale. It is strong ale. Strong ale was the least yeah. Strong ale was the least. It had thirty three entries for it. Uh like I said well, I count that as guessing it right now. Yeah, no, I yeah, I <laughs> I definitely um yeah, it's one of those like I know that it's a style. It's just I there's never a like I couldn't tell you what a strong yeah. ale is just off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I guess it yeah, that's true. Do you so I'm gonna just tell you the one that so that was thirty three. Well, I'll tell you the one that's thirty five. So is it like Bill, super I, specific? I like really I had no chance. You've never heard this okay. in your right. life. I, just, I, like I, I was today years old when I found out this could even be a category. It was American Belgo style ale. Belgo? Which I assume is an American Belgian. I I might be wrong. I assume when it's it's B E L G O. American Belgo style hyphenated ale, thirty five entries for reference. So it's a it's American beer that uses a Belgian strain of yeast. I actually can name one. Okay, it's a, an American in Bruges, brewed by Church Brewworks in Pittsburgh. I guess is the only American Belgo style ale I've ever had. They're very good. That, is that an untapped the category? That I don't know. I think it was just. Yeah, I don't remember how it was categorized. It was years ago that I had it. For reference, gluten-free beer had 66. Like, that's how niche these these ones are. Do you have who won the gluten-free? I don't. I didn't write down. Yeah, that's a... I did not write the gluten-free one. So I feel like we always see Arox and Wild. Now... Now here's here's this is the last bit that I'm going to talk about because I question the approach to judging these beers and maybe my math's wrong, but this is just this is my thought because I've always wondered with like Cell Block Three Hundred Four how did they pull that off? Because mm-hmm. I drink it, I enjoy it, but I'm not sitting there thinking like this is World Cup of your World Beer Cup. Because Cell Block's a brown, right? Yes, I've had browns that I liked more. Yeah, so I've always wondered why, and if I. If before I'm not going to bias you with like my thought process. If you for a given beer to be fairly rated, how many judges do you believe would have to drink and try that beer for it to be fairly judged? I feel like it's not necessarily the number, but the actual judges. Well, so, no, I'm just yeah. So like for a given, let's say you brew a beer, right. no, Noblestein brews a beer, and they enter it. Into, I'm wondering. Yeah, how many? Uh, how many? Judges should have to try that to average their scores to get like a fair. Well, I mean, judgment. I feel like if you're just taking it at that value, I feel like a thousand. However, I feel like many beer fests, like the number that we had here for the World Beer Cup, is higher than you get, like significantly higher. Than mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, just how your own opinion, like, how many people would have to judge it? I mean, I'll say even so, at a beer festival. I'll, yeah, I'll say a thousand. A thousand. Yeah. Not, yeah, so it's definitely not even close to that. Well, because obviously we only have 226 judges. Right. Um, for reference, if you do the math, with all those entries and the number of judges and the number of days, for to make sure that every beer gets tried at least once right. is every judge drinks five different beers every day for nine days. Right. Right. So, you know, I even just threw out, like, even if you made it uh, – Every every beer should be tried at, by at least five judges to get a fair oh, score. I was thinking like how many people in general because in my head I was thinking that all of these judges tried everything. No, <gasps> yeah, no, no, no. It's, well, I'm just doing like a pigeonhole argument, yeah, right. just like based on the the numbers that are here. 
So that means if even if you believed every beer should at least be tried by five different judges, the math checks out that every judge would have to try 25 different beers every day for nine days to do right. that, which they obviously did not do that. Like, even if you do the four-ounce right. pours, like, it would be unfair for them to drink. Right, because, I mean, you're in- intoxicated. Yeah, especially when you have, you know, uh, bourbon barrel stouts and, and stuff like that. So the it's strong one. Yeah. So that's, yes. <laughs> I So that's why I was reading this earlier, and I'm like, how could this be fairly judged when surely it's maybe every beer gets like maybe two judges yeah. get to drink it? And that's not fair when you have, you know, 300 and, um, oh, 384 American IPAs, right. and each one has maybe two judges right. trying, two to three like, judges I mean, max. Like with like five, like if five people have it, you can't guarantee like that it is a fair assessment, even if they say, I like it or I don't like right. it. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, let's think about like the Hard Mountain Dew. Because mm-hmm. you said that you shared it with some people before and they did not. Right. I I liked it a lot. You, right. You, you like, I mean, it's just. Yeah, because, and then like, I I mean, maybe this, there would be a follow up where yeah. I'm going to get even like more information about just how they pick the judges. Unfortunately, it's not in the, at least in the, the stuff that they published, there was not, I don't, I didn't see any information on it. But that's my thing, right? Because. Because if it turns out like it's it's a bourbon barrel stout that you you put into the competition, and it just turned out the two judges that got assigned to it both uh, hate that style, right? And and maybe they're it's two hundred twenty nine Cicerone, yeah. and they're technically supposed to like every beer right. that's ever existed. But yeah, I I, I question I question it yeah. based on that. Is for me. You need at least five people to try it. And for that to work out logistically, every person would have to drink 25 different beers for right. nine days straight. Yeah, I don't... I question it. I mean, five is lowballing. Right, exactly. It should be more. I'm right. just saying minimum. That's why I was asking. I was just right. like, at a minimum, how many judges should well, have to you know try it? would be a great way to opt is say you have 20 different judges a day that just sit up there and try everything. And then that one day is... All they're committed to, mm-hmm. and but it's someone who drinks the style. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like at work we talk about like subject matter experts, yeah. right? That's always the term where it's because because it's one of those even if somebody says like, "Hey, I'm a cicerone," like I'm an expert of beer. Surely there's some that you just don't like as much as others. Mm-hmm. I think that's just about it. So that's it for the episode. Uh, we're currently available through Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Facebook because it posts yeah. videos now, so people can just listen directly on Facebook. So just let us know if you think, um, you know, if you what you think or any uh, future episode ideas that you have, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show. So until next time, I'm Brent. I'm Bill. Enjoy a cold one.